Welcome to a Wednesday. It's the Boiler Basketball Show on 1017 The Hammer. Here on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday <laughs> here. We're just in here celebrating the uh the birthday of uh, rapper Biggie Smalls. We thought, you know what we should just do? We should go ahead and just do a basketball show today since the Big Ten tournament kicks off tonight. I am Jared Jesselitis. We've got uh Jeff Julik over there. We're gonna spend a whole hour talking nothing but uh, uh Big Ten Boilermaker Hoops. It is March. Um you know, and we got to take a moment. You and I were just talking here. We're going to take a moment to appreciate the simplicity, the traditionalism of the Big Ten, the things that they get right, because there's a lot of tomfoolery going on around uh, college basketball as of right now. Lots uh, of shenanigans going on. A lot of shenanigans. Well, congratulate. First, Gonzaga bravely, bravely uh, winning that uh, conference championship last night after uh, just playing two whole games, uh, having a whole week to prepare for it. And now another whole week off before they have to play an NCAA tournament game. The, That's, uh, the Zags are battle-tested, aren't my they? My gosh. And then you had Bellarmine right there. Hey, you know, Purdue, we played them, right? Beat them. Uh, they win the A-Sun. They've punched their ticket. They're going to the tournament, Jeff. Wrong. What? They're not? They won the conference tournament. Wrong. What? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You. So we were just talking about that, too, is the team that they, uh, they beat in the conference tournament in the finals – they don't even get the bid. Nope, they don't get to go either. <laughs> it's got to be the regular season team. So, yeah. Uh, Bryce Wagner, up. we got the fist fights in the stands there. Um, the SEC, basically the entire conference is all first team. Uh, I just that, That's amazing right there. Um, you know, I think if you start nine players, you have a pretty good chance of winning. I think know? so, too. So, so, yeah, it's one of those, you know, days you're just kind of, you're really appreciating what the Big Ten is, how the Big Ten does business. And, uh, you know, I love it. I love it. It's the best and time of the year. Tournament starts tonight in Indianapolis. We're so fortunate. You know, last year, the entire uh, uh, Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament was held in the state of Indiana. And uh, glad to see the Big Ten tournament back where it should be, and that's in Indianapolis. Yeah, and uh, two games tonight starting at 6 p.m., uh, Nebraska versus Northwestern uh, in a uh, matchup of, uh, you know, Bottom four teams, Northwestern, though, about a four-and-a-half-point uh, favorite in that one, and Penn State a three-and-a-half-point favorite in the second game uh, against Minnesota is going to kick off things here tonight. And, and the uh, Huskers we'll be are hot right now. My yeah, you love, the, you, you love to see the uh, the Huskers here. Look, this thing, and I talked about it earlier this week on my show, was this thing could have not set up much better for Purdue if you tried. I mean, it really doesn't. The teams that I think um, you wanted to avoid, Illinois because of the physicality, uh, is on the other side there. Rutgers, who has been you know, the grim reaper here of ranked teams, so to speak, in the last month, they're on the other side. Iowa, who could be the hottest team right now in the Big Ten, playing better defense and scoring. Other side, Nebraska, who's the day one team, I think, that everybody is like, who would not want to play them. Uh, they're on the other side. You don't, I mean, it's tradition. You're, you're not going to be anywhere close to Indiana in the Big Ten tournament, right? Because we can't, it's legal. I think it's in the state constitution. We can't play in the Big Ten it's tournament. It's state law, we? I believe, yes. State law, look it yeah. up. I swear to God it is. Michigan, another team here that's kind of found itself all on the other side here, Jeff. I mean, this is a blessing. I know I am upset that uh, I did not cash my uh, uh, Wisconsin to uh, have the one seed uh, future that I've been on about for the last month and a half. You were so close, my yeah, friend. So, so close. close. You know, I blame Brad Davidson, that jerk. <laughs> uh, but uh, this is a nice consolation prize, I think, here. Uh, the way that the, the whole thing sets up is just so ideal for Purdue. Um, and that is a blessing and a curse. 
Uh, it is a blessing because, yes, that's the kind of road that you need to go and win a Big Ten championship. It's also a curse because now that bar of expectations has been raised, yeah, Jeff. Sure. And we know one thing for sure is this fan base does very well when they uh, set a bar very, very high. And uh, if it does not meet expectations, they usually handle it very well, especially on social media. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and all the sports books have the uh, Boilermakers as the odds on favorite to win the Big Ten tournament. So, uh, you know, you've got that pressure there as well. But, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. This couldn't have set up better for the Boilermakers. Um, you know, Maryland and, and Michigan State, a rematch from their game on Sunday, and Michigan State has not been playing well, and uh, they get a square off. And then Wisconsin, who knows what they're going to be like. We still haven't got a report whether Johnny Davis will be able to uh, go this. Uh, I think he's going to go. I think he will. But, I think you know, is. how much of an impact of playing, you know, multiple games on multiple days will have because if he is working – that he came out after the game in a boot and is working with a sprained ankle. So, you know, he's obviously not going to be 100%. And, you know, the the, the Boilers may end up with a high state team that uh, limped down the stretch and had injuries and has multiple players uh, struggling at this point. So, uh, you know, the Buckeyes will remember that uh, Jaden Ivey shot to uh, beat them in Mackey, but uh, you got to like the Boilermakers' chances to uh, to get into that Saturday and Sunday matchup. So that wasn't the only thing that we had going on this week. We also had uh, the Big Ten uh, postseason awards here. A couple of guys getting honored here with uh, Jaden on the first team, with uh, Trey on the third team there, uh, Zach Eady making second team, um, Eric Hunter Jr. making that all-defensive team here. I don't feel like Purdue really got bruised over in any way, shape, or form. Um I think maybe you can make an argument with Sasha maybe making a third team. But once we get down to the third team, guys, it's we're, we're kind of splitting hairs here, right? I, I mean, this comes down to a sports writer's preference on, you know, who, who they like as those second-tier guys. I think we got the first team right. Uh, I actually have no doubt in my mind we really did get the first team right. Second team seems about right to me. Uh, but yeah, once we get in the third team, an honorable mention, uh, there's like a good 15, 20 guys there. You can make an argument for five spots. Yeah. And I tell you what, wouldn't that be a great uh, first team to put on the court uh, that they have uh, with, with those five players. But I got one question. Who was the writer who did not make Johnny oh, Davis yeah. unanimous all big you gotta 10? You got to be kidding I me. Mean, did he just forget about him or what? Did because... I, my theory is it, there was there was pictures on the uh, ballots there, and it was Brad Davidson's picture by mistake next to uh, that. And somebody's like, eh, not that guy. Forget that. <laughs> Davis, Davidson. I mean, maybe he got confused. I don't know, but boy. Yeah, that player's been phenomenal for the Badgers this year. and uh, What a glow. What, what was he averaging, like six, seven points last season? Yeah, and, you know, and he was on that, uh, you know, the inter- the USA team that uh, both um, uh, Jaden and Caleb First were on, and and uh, you know he he played. He wasn't a superstar in that uh, series, and and boy, you talk about development in the off season, and uh, he turned into be one of the, uh, you know, he's probably end up being an NBA lottery pick. Yeah, yeah, that is something, and uh, well deserved. Uh, I had no problem with giving Guard the uh, Coach of the Year award either. There too, I feel like. You know, we had Wisconsin maybe middle of the pack at best, and uh, here they are. They probably would have won the Big Ten outright had Davis not got knocked out by that flagrant at the beginning of the second. Um, uh, you know, those awards are probably in before that game anyway. Yeah, you so, know, and, and you, you might mention Underwood. I mean, you know, the first uh, Big Ten championship since, what, 2000, 
five, I yeah, believe. Yeah, but like I said, I think so, I think it's all solidified right before. I, but he also uh, had a group of uh, you know thirty some basketball players, right? Uh, I mean, thirty some year old basketball players. Yeah, thirty some year old basketball players. Yeah, I, and you know maybe I could have I could have given some consideration to Pykele maybe or something like that. Yeah. But that's uh, I feel like you know, this is one of those rare years where there's not a lot of arguing with that. No, you know, there's not because uh, there's just so much talent in the Big Ten, and uh, you know, just a tough job to get everybody situated in those three teams, and you know, Boilermakers. You know, great job and, and well representative. And, you know, Travion was a no-brainer as your sixth man of the year. Yep. I mean, how many times you have a preseason All-American coming off your bench like the Boilermakers have. And then, uh, you know, I think the Eric Hunter situation, he should have been first. Uh, he should have been on the all-defensive team last year. And so I'm thinking that this may be a lifetime achievement award because, uh, <laughs> you know, he has been a, a solid defender for the Boilermakers for four years. And then, like I said, there's just – you can maybe make a case for Sasha. I like Caleb first. He's going to be a great player for Purdue. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't know that, and he had a great first half. Uh, he wasn't, did. Uh, and once yeah. once Painter uh, kind of um, pared down that rotation a little bit, uh, he was one of those victims in the minutes and just did not have the minutes to make such a huge impact. I think that warrants getting on that spot. But uh, and he was, I, I think uh, probably uh, he's more, got a bright future. He's got a great oh, future. Without that, he's probably more of a victim of how well that uh, Mason Gillis played. I mean. Mason became that, uh, uh, you know, that Eifert that that led the Boilermakers to that uh, Elite Eight appearance, and only I think he's probably better than than Eifert was. And so, you know, his development has really kind of made it difficult for Caleb. But you know, next year, hopefully Zach Eady's going to be back next year, and then Caleb will get more minutes at the five, and uh, you know, it'll be a different Purdue team next year because there's a ton of talent. Uh, uh, for this team next year, and boy, I'm excited about these uh, freshmen coming in. You know how great has Brandon Smith been in the uh, in the uh, tournament so far for uh, Westfield? Yeah, he's been good, but uh, yet here we still are waiting on uh, young Mister uh, uh, Colvin coming on in here, man. I tell you what, the, yeah. uh, the 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 dunking tapes and stuff like that I've seen from that kid. Like I gotta wait another year. <laughs> this ain't fair, man. Do you not see him destroying rims right now? I mean, think about this, Jared. Is it possible the Boilermakers would have three Mister Indiana Mister Basketballs three years in a row? Because uh, uh, odds are they're going to have the Indiana Mister Basketball this year between Lawyer or Smith, and then maybe Colvin next year. So, boy, that would be pretty fantastic. Man, I'll tell you what, it's looking pretty darn good. All right, we're gonna go ahead and uh, we'll take a quick break here. Hang tight. Uh, Alan Carpick still scheduled to be with us as well as Nate Barrett. And, uh, of course, we got to do our picks. we got to fill out our bracket for we this. Do. Jeff and I are going to yep. help you out here with the things you need to know for the Big Ten Tournament, which kicks off later on tonight. Stick around. More Boiler Basketball Show coming up next here on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. Welcome back. The Boiler Basketball Show continues on 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com. With Jared Jesselitis and Jeff Julek, we're over to our Hammerhead hotline, and the publisher of goldandblack.com is on with us, Mr. Alan Karpik, who is here undoubtedly to give me more props because I continue to just dominate week in and week out in media mania. Oh, my uh, Alan is very, goodness. very impressed by that, aren't you, Alan? Well, and I didn't text you last night to tell you just so you could, you know, <laughs> uh, but, but yes, I think you've won, like, you're going to be so full of Arnie certificates by the time you're done. I think you've won. Now, you're still not, a, I don't know that you're, a, you're not ahead of me, and I'm not sure you're ahead of Jeff in the standing. Okay. So, He's, he, uh, he but just you wins. are winning a lot. It's of a wins. Rutgers-like run is what's going on here. Did I stink at the non-conference? <sighs> at the, Absolutely. At the end of the day, yeah, you're going to be hard He's, to make. 
hard pressed to make the NCAA tournament. Right. <laughs> Alan, you can't see this, but he's got an Arnie sweatshirt on today. It's, and, it's an orange and, hoodie. Hey, the first, we love our friends at and the first thing and, he and and, uh, and all the stuff they do for the wide wide YW and all that, all good. So we're, oh, we're, we love we're Arnie's, but. The first thing he says to me when I walk in the door is that he's won Media Mania again. So, I mean, he's not letting any of us forget about it. You're just mad you. because you were close and you lost out again. <laughs> That's not my fault. I am burdened with great the, genius. For the audience that don't know, Media Mania is a weekly poll that we do among media and friends. Uh, at goldenblack.com and, and, our, and on our digital magazine. So that's kind of what uh, the inside joke is here today. <laughs> yes, there's a nu- numerous people throughout the area here that are involved in this thing, and I complete. I just continue to best everybody, and it's just it's uh, it's hard for some people like Jeff to take, but that's okay. It, it is. That's all right. Uh, Alan, Big Ten tournament time, a wonderful time of the year, which kicks off here tonight with Nebraska versus Northwestern and Minnesota and Penn State. The common theme, and I think uh, most Purdue fans, Fans are agreeing with this. This tournament has set up wonderfully for Purdue at that three spot. Looking at uh, maybe Ohio State, Penn State, or Minnesota, and then Wisconsin, Michigan State on the other side. Uh, it just seems like a majority of teams you would rather stay away from right now are all on the other side of this bracket. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's just, but it's a it's a crapshoot. I think the team I want to stay away from is Nebraska. So right now, the way the way that the Cornhuskers are playing, but. You know, it is. It's it's going to be. You hear this every year to some extent. Oh, it's it's wide open. You never know who's motivated and whatever. But this is truly the case. I, I don't know. I, I would. I think there's about two teams in the in the in the tournament that I would totally uh, that I don't think can get to Saturday, and that would be that would be Minnesota, maybe Minnesota, Maryland, and Penn State. That I don't. I would be shocked if they get to Saturday. But but. Uh, outside of that, uh, I just think it's going to be a great tournament. And, and again, motivation plays into a lot of this. Who's going to be geeked up to, to, uh, to, you know, to try to, everybody's going to try to win, but you know, how much, how much is that going to be? And I, and that's why I think for Purdue, uh, it's an important uh, sequence because Purdue needs to get its mojo back. I think they're still kind of the boilermakers are, are and, and the fan base certainly is a, uh, not happy about not having a league title there, especially the way that the league, you know, especially with Nebraska beating Wisconsin down the stretch and all the things that went on. Uh, you, you certainly want to, it'd be nice to have some level of a Big Ten title uh, attached to your name this year. But uh, that's what's going to make for a great weekend in, in Indianapolis starting tonight. And Alan, uh, Boilermakers had the day off Monday, three days of practice, uh, yesterday, today, and then tomorrow they practice and then head down to um, – to GameBridge, um, how important are those three days of practice? Matt's commented that they probably won't be doing a lot of opponent-driven type preparation until they exactly know whether it's a high state or, or Minnesota or um, or Penn State. But how important are those three days uh, where they can work on some fundamentals and try to improve the uh, areas that they need to get better at to uh, make a deep run into the tournament? Well, um, if if Michigan State was a, uh, <laughs> any any. Uh, uh, reality check in terms of Purdue having rest back at, back at the end of February. I suppose uh, it may not matter at all, but I, you know, I, I think I think that it's it's for Purdue is just the, getting their feet set and doing the things that this team can do. You know, there's there are some people that uh, from from a national level when you are the hot team in November, as we've talked about before, Purdue certainly was a team that all of a sudden was kind of ordained as oh, this team is a 
national championship contender. It's not all, in my opinion, not, not every, not every, just because the way the season unfolded and you lose four games basically and, and buzzer beaters or three of the, three of those four, uh, that way that, uh, it, it doesn't eliminate Purdue. You know, it does in some people's minds just because, uh, they, they're, they're no longer a number one seed and unlikely that, uh, it, it may be unlikely that they'll even be a number two seed. Though I would think if Purdue wins the Big Ten tournament, it will have a chance to get to that level. But my point is, is that, uh, uh, you know, that could, if Purdue can find its right uh, mental state, uh, could put itself in a little bit of a good position that somebody may, uh, you know, so there's been enough people that have, have written off the Boilermakers uh, at a national level to some extent, and even on the fan base a little bit, uh, that uh, that could put Purdue in a, hopefully, if you're a Purdue fan, in good position. Talking with Alan Karpik here on the Hammerhead Hotline. Al, we uh, know the narrative going into the NCAA tournament is that is a very guard-driven tournament, right? The teams with uh, the strong guard play usually succeed uh, in the NCAA tournament. Is there some kind of characteristic of teams in the Big Ten tournament that you feel like they tend to succeed, whether it's uh, strong at a certain position or, um, you, you know, great on defense. Is, is there some kind of characteristic that you see uh, drive success in the Big Ten tournament? No, I think it's, it's like anything else. It has historically, and if you look at who's won the tournament, it's still been oftentimes, uh, uh, I mean, yes, we can go back to like 2001 when Iowa was a, was a, a back in the day when they didn't have a Wednesday game, the Hawkeyes ran the ran the uh, with, with Brody Boyd and, and, and won the Big Ten championship kind of out of nowhere. Uh, but you know it's it, it tends to be uh, not necessarily the favorites, but certainly teams that have that have been near the upper echelon. I just think it's it's going to be more Big Ten basketball, which means physical play, the uh, officiating that way, which has not necessarily been a positive for Purdue. You know, much documented about uh, Zach Eady and, and the constant pounding that uh, Zach seems to take on a on a on a possession by possession basis, but. You know, again, that's where I, you know, so I don't think there's any real formula in the league except for what the league has been, and that is make your free throws and don't turn the ball over. That uh, that doesn't necessarily bode well for Purdue based on what we've seen from time to time. But uh, I also think that uh, uh, the way the bracket lines up, and if Purdue can get through, Matt Painter said in his uh, comments to the media on Tuesday, which I thought were interesting, and that is. It's a real disadvantage to when let's say Purdue plays Ohio State on Friday night, which is expected. That it is a disadvantage in that first half, especially if you haven't played yet. The Buckeyes would have would have won on Thursday night in that scenario, and you know you got to get up to speed. You know, of course, that happened last year to Purdue when the Ohio State beat Purdue in the uh, in the tournament as well. But and Purdue got way behind in that game, as you recall. So. That's the formula that's really kind of interesting. Those thir- there's enough good teams on Thursday that I think all four of the top seeds are in are in a at a large level of peril uh, come Friday. And Alan Purdue twenty five and six finishes third in the conference. Uh, you know, as our Purdue historian that you know that knows all about Purdue sports history, if this team loses in the Big Ten tournament and, and makes a run to the Final Four, what will history have to say about this uh, two thousand? 22 basketball team? That's a great question. You know what? They get to the Final Four. It'll be revered as one of the best teams in Purdue history. You know, it's funny. The 1980 Purdue's last Final Four, Purdue finished third in the Big Ten. 
and the Boilermakers, uh, uh, you know, I think Ohio was at Indiana won the Big Ten that year, I believe. Purdue beat Indiana in the NCAA t- or NCAA tournament, and Ohio State was right there as well. But my point is, you get there's so much focus, as you guys all know, on the Final Four and the NCAA tournament. Uh, I still would argue, and, and, and this is a a mentality that pretty some Purdue fans just can't accept, I guess, and I and I respect that. But the this has been an excellent basketball team. It's been the team that's been fun to watch. Uh, yes, it's been a story of a season. You know, there's been there's been drama. There's been, like I said, the turnovers, the last second shots, the crazy things that have happened. Uh, but this team also put together some pretty good moments too. You know, I, you know, the second half against Illinois, the fact that uh, this team has been able to uh, to uh, win games early on. Uh, certainly in Connecticut, that was a big deal as well. So I just don't think the story is, is, is far from written. I think any team that wants to advance far in the NCAA tournament needs to have an alpha player. I, we always point to number 23, and Jaden Ivey is the guy that you know needs to, needs to really be great, be an All-American level player in the NCAA tournament. I think that's true. Uh, but uh, you also have got to have guys like Mason Gillis, uh, Sasha Stefanovic, Eric Hunter Jr., who's played so well of late. Everybody's got to play well, uh, especially in games when you don't shoot the ball well uh, to continue to advance, not only in the Big Ten tournament, but the NCAA tournament. Alan Carpet, GoldenBlack.com. Again, the coverage is just so fantastic over there. Tom's been doing a great job of keeping up with what's been happening during spring football, um, and we're going to be getting into the offseason here. I, I know uh, Brian's going to be real busy on the recruiting trail yet again. So uh, if you're not a subscriber, I'll tell you what, it's definitely worth it. There's plenty of great free stuff there as well, uh, but if you're a subscriber, you're getting some really, really good stuff. I love it. Alan's always great here. Al, I can't believe i got to wait, what, until September here before we start having you back on shows again for football? I mean, what are we going to do all summer? Well, we got to have some contractual talks first before I commit to that. <laughs> no, no, we, no, we look forward to that. It's, it's always fun, and, and uh, yes. September 1st, I, I never wish time away at my old age. You'd never, you'd never want to do that. Uh, but, yes, yeah, September 1st will be here when Purdue plays Penn State. And uh, uh, I don't know when you're going to do the show that week because that game's Thursday night. But uh, we'll, we'll figure out something. But that is uh, – uh, it'll be here before, before long. And there's a lot, to, a lot of fun, I hope, uh, from the Purdue perspective uh, for over the next uh, four weekends. That's September Jared's problem. I'm I'm in I'm in March Jared problem here. Okay, right. I got a vacation stick, coming stick, up, so I'm not thinking about that. Stick to that mantra for the rest of your life. I, <laughs> I can't recommend that more. Is uh, take it one day at a time. That's that's the only way to go and enjoy it all. All right, buddy. Take care of yourself. We'll see you soon. All right. All right. Sounds good, guys. Have a great rest of the show. Thank you. Thanks, Alan. All right, we're gonna take a break. Nate Barrett, the man with his finger on the pulse of Boilermaker Nation, is next. Here on the Boiler Basketball Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. Welcome back. The Boiler Basketball Show rolls on on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com with Jared Jesselitis and Jeff Julik. We go back over to our Hammerhead hotline and uh, we're going to bring in a man who uh, still is trying to regain his voice from Saturday so loud in Mackey Arena. And that's mainly because of this guy right here, Nate Barrett, on with us. Nate. Uh, I know you continue to soldier on. What great a sacrifice that you have offered at the altar of basketball as your voice, man. I can't believe it. You know, it's funny you bring that up because I'm just now realizing, as I'm trying to get over a springtime cold, 
that uh, Saturday was probably ill-timed for that. I I may have overdone it. <laughs> hey, Nate, I, I feel your pain. I was uh, screaming as well inside of Mackie, <laughs> and uh, my voice wasn't the best uh, uh, all the way through Monday. So, he is yeah. Ron Burgundy in the bear pit. <laughs> going, I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me for sure. <laughs> uh, well, uh, hopefully you're on the mend in time here for Friday. Uh, Purdue gets that uh, double bye, as always, here, the three seed. And, Nate, as we've been talking throughout the show here, I mean, look, uh, poor Wisconsin blowing that one seed on Sunday, but this could not have set up any better, I think, for Purdue because a majority of the teams I think you would like to avoid, even though I think you would be a favorite, uh, they are on the other side of the bracket here. And uh, right now it's you're looking at Ohio State and a wounded possibly Johnny Davis against uh, Wisconsin in order to get yourself into uh, Sunday's game. And, I mean, that's just that, – that that's a lot of luck right there. Yeah, uh, amazing what happened with Nebraska – and, uh, you know, then Davis, you know, you hope for their sake he's okay. But uh, Illinois, uh, Illinois uh, has to be thankful because they, they get a trophy and a share of it. And, uh, you know, I think, of course, they're very dangerous as well. But uh, I agree with you. I think Purdue's in a good setup. I, I watched Coach Painter's comments yesterday, and I liked what he said about that uh, he's not sure that the double bye really helps you, at least in the first half of that first game. And I agree. Uh, I think history shows that for Purdue. But I, he did say that it probably helps you if you get into Saturday and Sunday over a team that's been playing, you know, since uh, since at least Thursday. So I, I think you take it and run with it. And um, I think it was cool to see some of the honors come out for this team that I, I thought were good and happy for Travion getting that sixth man honor. Uh, but I, I like how it sets up guys, and uh, I'm not alone. Uh, Dan Dockage down in the 1070 fan uh, made the same prediction that Purdue will uh, win the Big Ten tournament. I, I hope Dan and I and whoever else is predicting that is right. Well, you know what? The, the downside of getting that third seat, though, is that they get the least amount of rest of any of the other teams because you've got that game that – Tips off if you're lucky at nine. Probably going to tip off about nine thirty on oh, Friday we're used night. To this nine o'clock stuff now, man. We've True, been doing but, this for like a month. It but feels what like. we haven't had to do is play a game the next the uh, next day at uh, one o'clock or three thirty, I guess. So, you know, so they they do get a short amount of rest. But if there's a team prepare, team that can do it, I think it's this Boilermaker team who has uh, you know just a, a ton of depth, a ton of talent, and uh, you know. Nate, how important would a uh, would a nice run in the Big Ten tournament be to this basketball team? Well, you know, our, our, you guys have probably visited with Alan, but uh, our, our buddy Alan Carpick in a spirited debate with his guys on their weekly show uh, talked about that, um, you know, he still thinks Purdue could move up to that two line uh, in the NCAA if they could come out of the Big Ten tournament with a victory. And uh, I thought that was interesting. Uh, but I, I think... I tend to think, guys, more about you know Mackey Arena and how it looks for our fan base years from now. I think winning the Big Ten tournament uh, would be nice. I, I think you want to hang a banner out of this season, and uh, and they would accomplish that. They would hang a banner there, and then it would give you some, I think, some jet fuel of confidence late going into the NCAA tournament, which I do think will be Purdue friendly. It's on neutral court. I think you're going to have teams with a short scout on Purdue. And it won't be like the Big Ten where you've seen each other a number of times and over the years. And so uh, I, I like Purdue's chances to get on a run. And 
you know, is it a Final Four run? I don't know, but we sure hope so. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, I, I think we would all agree, having watched this team, that the talent, the, they have the literal ability to get there. And uh, I think there have been years where you weren't sure that that was the case. I think we all know that this year it's the case that, they, that at the end of the day, uh, they're one of the top eight, nine teams in the country. And uh, so they're going to have a chance. Talking with Nate Barrett here on our Hammerhead Hotlines. Purdue gets set for the uh, Big Ten Tournament, which kicks off tonight. Purdue doesn't play until late on Friday night. They'll get either Minnesota, Penn State, uh, or Ohio State, uh, depending on how these uh, games play out. Although uh, I I think, uh, Nate, we would probably all agree that if we were putting money down on this, not that any of us are gamblers in any way, shape, or form, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, but Ohio State would probably be the team that you're banking on uh, for Purdue to end up uh, with on uh, Friday night. And, and that's a game that, you know, they only played once, and uh, that was in Mackey, and that was a rather close game. Uh, are we kind of discounting the Buckeyes a little bit coming into this one? Well, one thing worth noting about the Buckeyes is uh, there's some national stories out there about Chris Holtman and uh, what his future looks like. And Buckeyes, uh, not where they want to be. I think he's a heck of a coach. But uh, I think there is pressure on the Buckeyes to perform well in Big Ten tournament and in the NCAA tournament. So that can you know have an interesting motivation on a team. They've got a couple of guys who will probably come out. Uh, Liddell certainly being one of them. And so I think uh, – I think for Ohio State, there is a lot to be gained, and they certainly there's a lot to lose potentially for Holtman and how he's viewed if they don't uh, if they don't come back and and get it turned. That was a tough loss for them with Phil Martelli still coaching for Michigan uh, to to lose to the Wolverines. And they got some serious injuries they're working with now. Zach Key, you know, he got hurt a couple games ago, came back for the Michigan game, and then twisted that exact same ankle, and he didn't finish the game, and then. Kyle Young, who's been battling concussions his entire career, is uh, in concussion protocol now. And they even have Michi Johnson, their uh, their uh, sophomore guard, who's played a lot of men's for him, who's hurt. So they are certainly not uh, 100% as they uh, as they prepare to maybe take on a uh, dangerous uh, Penn State team, which, you know, quite frankly, I, I would hope the Boilermakers don't play Penn State because if there's one team out there that knows the Purdue team like the back of their hand, it's, uh, it's certain Coach Shrewsbury and the uh, Nittany Lions. I agree. I don't think Purdue wants to see them for for just a variety of reasons. I think you'd much rather end up with Ohio State or Minnesota. So uh, let's let's hope that doesn't happen. But uh, if it does, you know, once that buzzer sounds, let's go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but I, I think uh, I think this guys is I mean this is. It's what do they say? It's put up or shut up time. I mean, we've we've analyzed this team, the, the Purdue fan base on chat boards, and message boards, and emails and Twitter. The, the Purdue fan base has just been turned upside down by this team from time to time, and uh, we got to step back, be grateful for the season that has been, but also realize that you know this is where legends are made. Alan Karpik and I got to interview uh, George Faber and Ralph Taylor from the '69 Purdue Final Four team the other day, and talk with them about their memories. And I mean, you know, here these guys are all these decades later. And they can remember it like it's yesterday, and, and a lot of Purdue fans that were alive at that time feel the same way. This is the stuff 
you know, that changes the dynamic of your program uh, is a, a team that can try to make a Final Four run. It really changes a lot of things. And this is a very, as Brian Newbert always points out, a very Final Four hungry fan base. So, I mean, the, the, and the goal was not going to change. Matt's built a solid enough program here that people uh, just are going to say one of these days this year, next year, uh, we're going to get there. And uh, I think that there's every reason to expect that they will. Nate, uh, outside of, uh, you know, Illinois, Rutgers, Wisconsin, Purdue, uh, give me a, a sleeper team here. Who, who would you think would be the most dangerous team playing on these uh, first couple of days? Well, I, I think Michigan State, even though we, nobody thinks they're that great, get, I mean, it is oh, in a tournament setting. I mean, mm. watch mm. them, and uh, and, I, and it was going to be interesting to see how Michigan is with Coach Howard back. Uh, I'll be watching Michigan. I'll be watching uh, Michigan State, and then the other one is Iowa. You know, Iowa so close against Illinois the other night. Um, Fran, you know, <laughs> Fran's Fran. <laughs> and, uh, and the best part of the best part of the best part of that game was the Illinois fan that had gotten himself a seat behind the Iowa yes. bench and had the Fran Con yes. 129 chart right behind him for TV. Utter genius. <laughs> That's the best money that that fan will ever spend. Oh, ever. Genius. I hope, I, I hope Fran was a good enough sport about it, like autographed it afterwards, because I would frame yeah. that thing. I mean, that would be up in, you know, Nate, I would put that in my unborn son's room. I, that would be the centerpiece of decor, get everything else off that my wife has put up, and bam, that would be, uh, that's exactly what I would do with that. That's genius. Uh, I, I love it. It was perfect. <laughs> well, Nate, and Nate, we know no one to blame but Cole but yourself. I ran into Nate after the game, and uh, it was a nice day out, but, you know, Nate was outside of Mac Arena running around with no shirt on, had his, oh, had his chest on. painted. Oh, I mean, you're no. going to get a cold doing that, and, and sure enough, it worked that. out. Hey, I wanted to be a college student again for three hours. <laughs> Nate Barrett, the man with his finger on the pulse of Boilermaker Nation. By the way, I would like to say your wife has done a tremendous job of keeping you informed ahead of this Big Ten tournament. We got some really great stuff out of you today. She's done a great job again. Well, she's the best sports fan in the house, and I brought up for her that I said at least one time next season they want to have you on. She said, oh, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I can't wait got for it. Down. Can't wait yeah. for the fill-in. Nate Barrett, the man with his finger on the pulse of Boilermaker Nation. But it's been a tremendous season riding along with you, my friend. If through football and now into basketball, uh, it has been a heck of a ride here. I can't believe we got to take a couple months off from talking yeah. with you. I know. It won't be long, right? September 1st, they kick it off against Penn State. But, guys, uh, I've enjoyed every second of it. Great show, as always. And, uh, let's, let's hope we have uh, a magical run here. All right, buddy. Kick back and enjoy it. You have earned it, my friend. Get some rest. See you guys. <laughs> take care, Nate. Bye-bye. We got to take a break, but we're going to come right back, and uh, we'll we'll get into the predictions here. We'll finally fill out these brackets for the Big Ten tournament. That's coming up next on the Boiler Basketball Show. One on one seven the Hammer. One on one seven the Hammer dot com. Welcome back. It's the Boiler Basketball Show on one on one seven the Hammer and one on one seven the Hammer dot com. I'm Jared. That is Jeff Julik over there. How about the 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 sheer bravery of Nate Barrett fighting through? What's left of his voice to do this show today? I can't believe it. What a performance! I mean, you know, you've you've seen you know NFL guys. Uh, play oh, it's a Jordan Flu game, is yeah, what it is. Playing Super yeah. Bowls with broken legs. I mean, but uh, Nate Barrett, and Robert uh, Marv, yeah, in, in the knee brace of the torn ACL, exactly. 
or, uh, you know, or uh, Sindelar in the uh, bowl game with a uh, torn ACL. But, yeah, great performance there by Nate as he fought through the uh, – the pain and uh, Brock Thompson on whatever was left of his legs. <laughs> Some great performances to there beat by the Tennessee, Boy which by the way, I can't believe we're ranked ninth tied with Tennessee. For sure. Yeah. How does that? Yeah. How does that? Uh, we're going to get a rematch. After of that, those uh, jerks game kept our game off the air for like half of the first half. Is that because we won the music city bowl? Is that why you did that ESPN? Is I that think, why? I think it was payback. I really, yeah, I think that's yeah. exactly what it was. Oh, I'm sorry. We lost the Motor City Bowl or the Music City Bowl. My bad. Feinstein. Yeah, whatever's <laughs> fine. Bob. Me. All right. So now's the time normally where we like to just go through the schedule as a whole, but since there is just the tournament, Jeff, I figure let's have some fun. Let's make our picks. Let's do it. All right. So we know Northwestern's what, like about a four and a half point favorite tonight against Nebraska. And I feel like everybody is jumping on Nebraska. I think I jumped on Nebraska for Media Mania as well. Uh, as you know, I've been rather hot, uh, much like this uh, Cornhusker team that has won its last three games. Um, it's scoring in bunches here, so you got to like them over Northwestern, right? Even though they lost to Northwestern 87-63 to at home and 77-65 to on the road. You like Nebraska, though, don't you? It's the hot pick, but I wouldn't be surprised if Northwestern won, but I'll take Nebraska to move on. See, I think everybody's on Nebraska. This is what uh, scares me about that game because I feel like it's almost too yeah. obvious uh, at this does, point, right? Because at least, look, the thing about Northwestern is at least they can play uh, a little bit of defense when they really need to. Um, they've only won two out of their last five. They did get embarrassed at Minnesota by 17, which definitely drops you down the, uh, uh, you know, how I feel you should be playing type deal. And then they just uh, well, they went and avenged that in their last game. I get it. But I'll ride with Nebraska. We'll take the Cornhuskers, and uh, we'll see if the hot hand can continue. Just because I like the matchup that that sets up the following week, or the following night. Uh, Then we got Minnesota and Penn State tonight. Minnesota is the 14th seed for a reason. They are terrible. They have been so bad recently, and, uh, you know, I... I think uh, you know Penn State played well against Illinois last week in Champaign, and I think they'll move on to uh, take on the Buckeyes in that 9 o'clock game uh, tomorrow night. Three and a half points feels like an absolute gift, doesn't it? It does. It really does. I feel like this should be at least like five or six. Uh, it's uh, not turning out that way. Uh, they beat Minnesota at home 67-46, to uh, and then they lost at Minnesota 76-70. to Neutral court here. I feel like some of that balances out uh minnesota i believe has spring break hotels already booked right they're not they're not going to the nit good choice they're not there <laughs> penn state micah shrewsbury still getting this team kind of to fight a little bit here and uh, continue to build off what they do i got penn state moving on all right now uh we go to thursday where the first game i think is probably the the hardest game if not the second hardest game to pick here in the entire tournament and that's going to be Indiana and Michigan. The NCAA play-on game. That's what I'm calling that one. That's you say, losers losers in, or winners in, loser takes the long walk to the NIT. That's what I think. Wow. I'm, I'm taking, the, uh, I'm taking uh, Michigan in that game, I think. Uh, My heart just won't let me take Indiana. Yeah, I agree with I that. Just, I, look, I love the defense that Indiana plays. I just don't see that they're going to knock down enough shots from the outside to help make a difference in this one. Uh, I like the perimeter shooting of Michigan at times here, too. I hate Hunter Dickinson, uh, but, uh, yeah, Michigan, I got Michigan here. 
Iowa and Nebraska in that second game is what we've got here. The two and hottest teams in the conference. Over under is not at least 165. I'll be shocked. <laughs> and here's the deal. I hope it's super high because uh, shooting in this place, I feel like you should be taking the under in that yeah, game. Always, Everybody's going to be. I'm just excited to see struggle. how much will be put up there. But I think that's a game that's going to have a lot of hype for a lot of points, and you take the under in that one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but. Uh, look, Iowa's just too hot right now. You, you just can't take them over. Yep. Nebraska. You can't, Iowa you can't well. take Nebraska in that game. Yep. Just can't do it. All right, let's move on down to uh, Maryland and Michigan State, which I think is uh, the hardest, if not the second hardest one here to pick, um, just because uh, Maryland's got some decent guard play. I like Fats. Anybody named Fats is okay with oh, me, right? Fats Russell's been um, incredible. But, you know, Michigan State and Izzo, Nate pointed it out. It's hard to bet against Izzo in this scenario, and I just – Maryland has had a couple of bright spots here, but they're wildly inconsistent. I just think consistency of Michigan State's too much to overcome here for Maryland. Yeah, you know, rematch of the game on Sunday, but uh, I think Sparty moves on to uh, face Wisconsin on uh, Friday evening. Penn State and Ohio State. Now, you are an Ohio State grad. I get that, but uh, you do not like the injury situation for the Buckeyes. Can I Penn don't. State capitalize, though? All my uh, friends in Columbus tell me I should take Penn State in this game because they're really down on the Buckeyes. But uh, I just think with uh, Liddell and, and Branham, they've just got a little too much for Penn State. And I think yep. the Buckeyes. And it's, There's nobody I, stopping Liddell and Penn State. Exactly. It's just not and, happening. And I don't think you can have a Big Ten tournament without Purdue playing a high state, so I've got to move them on. All right, let's move on to Friday then. Here come the top seeds. Michigan versus Illinois. And um, hmm, <laughs> Illinois has been a little inconsistent here, Jeff. I just think Illinois has got too much for Michigan. I move them into the uh, into the semifinal game. Uh, I think I'm with you on that one. Iowa and Rutgers Ooh. is a real beard scratcher here, but... I'll tell you what, I like Iowa just because they have been very consistent uh, down the stretch here. And Rutgers, for all that's been made of them, I just, uh, I I have some questions about them still on the road, how they perform, and uh, being here not in Jersey Mike's Arena, I just think maybe that's a little bit uh, too much for them here, and uh, they succumb. Take the fighting fans. Yeah, um, I'm with that. I know they just got that win down at Indiana, 66-63, to but... Losses at Michigan, loss at Purdue. They did have that nice little win at Wisconsin. Uh, they just don't perform as well on the road. I got Iowa here. Michigan State and Wisconsin. Hard to pick because you do not know the state of Johnny Davis, but what do you like? Wisconsin. Yeah, you just have to. Brad Davidson, I hate him, but villains seem to always advance. Uh, I believe we're all taking Purdue here over Ohio State, no problem? Yep, uh, without a doubt. All right, semifinals. The Illini taking on Iowa. Ooh. We like it. Iowa hits their free throws this time and uh, wins the game and moves into the championship game. You like Iowa, huh? Yep. All right. I'm going to go ahead and ride with you on Iowa. Wisconsin versus Purdue. Purdue 0-2 against the Badgers. Nearly impossible to beat a team uh, three times in a row, especially a team like Purdue. Boilermakers into the championship game. All right. And then Purdue and Iowa, who do you like? Got to go with the Boilermakers. I just think the Boilermakers team is just too good. I think I agree with Vegas. They're the odds on favor to win this. Uh, you know, it's going to take, they're going to have to score some points against Iowa because Iowa can put up the points. But uh, uh, Boilermakers uh, beat the uh, Hawkeyes in a high scoring game. Whew. 
All right, I'll go ahead and take Purdue. <laughs> I'll go ahead and take Purdue. I'll do it. I can't believe we're matching up pretty much on this. We are. I mean, you know. This I makes me nervous. I think it's chalk. Nervous. <laughs> all right, that's going to do it for our last edition of the Boiler Basketball Show. A big thanks to all of our sponsors. A big thanks to all of our listeners who have been riding all season long. I think we've had a pretty good uh, run of shows here, Jeff. We have. It's been a lot of fun. Great guests. And uh, I know people tune in to hear uh, what uh, words we can bring, but a great season. Boiler up. Thanks for listening to the Boiler Basketball Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com.